This is always ready, Matt Cardona, the internet champion, the $1,000 broski, the Michael Jordan of Resevere Collecting. And listen, I'm way too fucking busy being the deathmatch king to be a guest on Wrestling Cheers. So the least I can do is open up the show. So welcome to Wrestling Cheers, you fucking mark. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the GOAT. This is Wrestling Cheers, where you like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for AIW's Hell on Earth 16. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at Whatamaneuver. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's Hell on Earth 16. And this week, we got Charlie Butters back. Yeah, it's me. I'm here again. It's almost like I couldn't get anybody else for the show. Well, you know, I, I'm old Mr. Reliable over here. So <laughs> The MVP of 2020 and 2021 for Wrestling Cheers. Got to hold. Somebody's got to hold the record for lowest downloaded episodes. Come on, man. It's, it's got to be me. I got this. Oh, no one's going to actually beat the the current record because I haven't talked about this. Okay. Uh, The lowest download record is probably going to be held by Sid Von England and it's not his fault. Oh, poor Sid. The problem was when I uploaded the file, I had the wrong episode number. Uh, Basically I label mine. It's, it's literally, wrestling cheers and then the episode number and i i think i put it like 10 higher than it was and i knew what what would end up happening was is when i actually get to that episode that old file sid's episode would be replaced i didn't notice it till like a day or two later so i had i went in and just i can't go in and just change the name unfortunately because that would have made everything a little bit easier i had to re-export it and re-upload it with the correct episode number. And when you do that on Podbean, if the episode, uh, if the file num- uh, name is different, so in this case it was, it will clear all the stats from the episode. So every download he had within like the first two days have been eliminated from the stats. I forget how many episode, how many downloads he had when I last looked. I think it might have been like 30. So... <laughs> Sid's, Sid's gonna have the lowest number like I, and I don't remember what it was when I changed the files I wish I would have kept a mental note so I knew like okay this is actually how many people who listen to it but according to the stats like 
it's going to be probably the lowest for a while. So that 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 sucks, Sid. I'm sorry. So yeah, don't don't, don't worry about it. You're not going to be the lowest uh, download episode. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Come on, man. This is an IWTV guide. Ah, you know. But yeah, um, secondary podcast now. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, the pulling a little peek behind the curtain. It was very hard to get anybody for this episode. Well, now that they didn't want to talk, it's just schedules fucking sucked. And Charlie took a nap to be here today. That's correct. I did. I skipped eating dinner. So I have to, we have to finish this and then I got to edit it because if you're hearing this on Thursday, this is recorded Wednesday night. And right now, as I'm speaking, it's 11.01 PM. So I understand like there'll be a quick turnaround. Like I understand too. Maybe you're, you're looking at your podcast fee and it says like, Oh no, it was uploaded at 12 o'clock at night. A little peek behind the curtain. I can change that time. <laughs> so even if I upload it at 3 a.m., it's going to tell you midnight. And it's just how crazy I am. Like every episode is drops at midnight. Even if I don't upload it until, you know, 1 or 2 a.m. It's it's all about uh, consistency and u- it being uniform. Because I'm the, I'm the psychopath that will look at uh, times podcasts were uploaded. And a lot of times... They're at very weird times. And what I mean by weird is just like, you know, it's like 56 minutes, 16 minutes. It's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly when you you posted it. Got it. I mean, I don't know. I used to post in the evenings on Monday or Tuesday. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely to each their own. I just have my own, like my own little habits, niches, things that I've learned, things that like even just like being a podcast listener that I liked, like when I knew like episodes would be posted at certain times, certain day. That's why I think, I think all podcasts should be posted at midnight because when you get the ones in the middle of the day, it's like, I don't know. It can be just annoying. I it just, for me being like this listener, a podcast <laughs> and like wanting to be able to like plan my day. Like I'm like, Ooh, it's Tuesday. So I'm going to listen to it's evolution baby and AIW podcast and whatever else I can just plan my day. Yeah. I just throw it on whenever I see it pop up in the thing. I don't, I listen to music until like something comes up and then I'll listen. So I'm going to have a bunch of stuff tomorrow. Oh, because it's wrestling Thursday. Well, uh, no, I'll just have pod Van Dam and then I'm going to listen to the, um, the AIW Patreon episodes that Ooh. I've been kind of holding off on. So Patreon episodes. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the Pedro is what I'm really looking forward to. So, I already listened to Pod Van Dam. Um, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I will go back and listen to it sometimes, depending on my day. If I think it was a really good episode and I'm like out of like something new to listen to, I will throw it back on. So, I think the only reason like your podcast would be number two on my Spotify Wrapped if I listen to Pod Van Dam on my Spotify, but since I get it on the Patreon early. That's the only way I listen to it anymore. So, like, I I think that that's the only reason why you uh, Wrestling Tears was number one. But you were number one for two years in a row now. So, I mean, maybe. Because I did, I guess, did I listen to it last year, too? Yeah, I think a lot of last year was in the Patreon, too. So, so you listen to Patreon shows in the Patreon app? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Can you not put, um, oh, what is the right word? I even know, um... The RSS feed? Yeah, RSS feed. I kept wanting to say URL. 
but I can't do it on I don't know how to do it on Spotify. Literally, I just it's in the it's in the Patreon app and I can tap a button that downloads it for me and then I can just listen to it. I don't have to worry about it. I mean, I, I know how it works because that's how I used to listen to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast when I got Patreon. But then I learned that you could take the RSS feed, put it in the podcast app, and just it makes it easier to like go between shows. Like if say I'm listening to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast and listen to something on the Patreon feed and then I want to listen to Pod Van Dam because I'm not I don't have the Patreon feed. Even if I did, I edit it so I've already heard it, but just say I'm going straight to that. And then I wanted the Game Marks Patreon feed. Like it's make it so I can just go instantly between them. It'll just because I'll set up like I'll play a podcast and then I'll say like, all right, play this one next, play this one last. And then it just will go in a row for me. Because if if Apple Podcasts did the same thing, I'm fairly certain certain the major wrestling figure podcast Patreon feed would be my most listened to. But it's also because like some of those episodes are like two or three hours long. So I definitely had like more time listening to that show than most. And I don't listen. I don't normally listen back to wrestling cheers on um podcast app it's rare that i do it anymore i used to do it every week yeah i could tell how many times i was on the show because i don't listen when i'm on the show usually <laughs> so when it said i like listened to like 46 episodes i was like okay so that's how many episodes i probably was on at least uh you know like eight of them so then probably with a few i might have listened to just for fun so like yeah oh they're not doing it just by time they're doing it by episodes yeah, i'd probably still be the patreon stuff because i listen to the weekly show and then randomly there's other stuff that they put up some stuff i will listen to other stuff i won't but there's just enough on that feed that i listen to like more than one show a week yeah i'm not 100 percent. i know like they do by like episode but i don't i think they also like tell you like how much time you spent listening to it mm-hmm. as well but like I think it's based on how many episodes you've listened to for their one through five or one through ten ranking that they have like that you can look through. So, I mean, everything that was on there was like I think my number five was super fantastic. I think that's only because he just doesn't put out a ton of episodes. So, but I've listened to every single episode. Yeah, some, some of them multiple times. So. I think the the Apple Music version of it is interesting. Like they don't do exactly all the analytics, but I, I will get I'll get the the playlist of my top 100, and then it'll give you how many times you listen to it. And I was actually surprised with mine. If I could give people a bunch of guesses, and they would never guess the artist or song of my n- number one song listened to this year. Yeah, I probably couldn't honestly thing is with you you know the song a lot of people know the song but it's a cover it's a cover that i found when i was really into the original but i wanted to find one that just kind of had a more i want to say epic feel Hmm. that song would be perfect strangers and we're gonna play that now (laughs) no we're not uh and it's by a band called jorn j-o-r-n hmm and my number one artist was Kiss. I remember, what was my number one album? Oh, uh, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. So, mm. yeah. so yeah, that's the Spotify Apple Music talk of Wrestling Cheers this week. Yeah, let's... Uh... Dun, 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 dun. Okay, Ed. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yes. All right, Um, get into the show. 
that is hell on earth. Uh, uh, you didn't do any meet and greets or buy any merch, did you? Uh, I bought some merch from from Derek Dillinger and Ziggy. That was that was it. And what did you buy? Uh, I bought this awesome Derek Dillinger, The Art of Violence, uh, VHS tape. And I bought a, an AIW trading card of Derek Dillinger. And I thought it was such a good idea. I bought the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I originally just wanted to buy the VHS and he was like, I'll throw you the card in for the same price. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what he did for me. So I was like, hell yeah. Uh, they're my go-to for like merch uh, currently. That's who I want to support uh, every show that I can. So uh, they're my, my main reason for going to shows currently. They're, they're that storyline them is who I'm invested in currently. So. I did get to talk to Levi for a bit. Like I always love talking to Levi. So we always have a good conversation. And, uh, yeah, I, so I still need to do the, the idea that I dress up like Levi or dress Amish for one of his bookings. The only thing I need is a hat. Yeah. But I can't, I can't get, I've looked up how much his cost or ones like his. They are not cheap. Right. <laughs> I'd have to go with a straw hat. Those you can get fairly cheap. Right. But uh, check out like a secondhand store. You might be able to find one lucky like at a secondhand store. You never know. Yeah, I have to go. I haven't gone Goodwill shopping in a little while. I'll put Jobber on it. See if he can find you one. He always goes. So I need to go look for VHS tapes, but that's a different story. All right. Side note. I don't think I've, I've talked about this. I've never watched it. And I bought the VHS like a while ago. And that's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell tour. <laughs> I remember the VHS as a kid, not watching it, but like seeing it at the store and obviously going like, Ooh, I want it, but I never got it. So when I started buying uh, VHS tapes, that was like high on my list. Well, at some point in the summer, I bought one off Instagram, like one of the uh, VHS re- retailers you can find that Jesse turned me on to. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up throwing it in until like a month or so ago. Cause I just had like the perfect amount of time to watch it. And Amanda wasn't home fucking the entire tape was recorded over by like a movie. I don't remember exactly. I looked it up, but I don't remember what it is is now, but it was definitely like late nineties, early two thousands HBO because it's like you do catch the end of the movie. And then like, you see like the HBO graphics and everything and blah, 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 blah. And I looked up like when that movie came out, figuring like roughly when it would be on there and judging by the graphics, like it was definitely like fairly new. I was so pissed. Like, all I wanted to do was, like, I sit down, I came home from work, I was going to, like, I was, like, eat my dinner, and, like, watch this movie, finally watch it, you know, it's fucking recorded over, I just had to, uh, buy one on eBay this weekend. Oh, that's such a bummer. Damn. I, I bring it up because, number one, we talked about VHS tapes. Number two, I need to watch it before Christmas, because I have the live-action Turtles Christmas special VHS that I need to watch. I want to watch it for Christmas. Oh, I thought you were going to say, because you're going to talk about it with Jesse on uh, your Christmas episode. Potentially. Him and I still have to book that. We've kind of talked about it, but we'll probably, we might, VHS will be a big thing with, with him this year. Even bigger than it was before, because now I, I've bought a bunch. But I need to, I need to go to Goodwills, because I haven't been to many, to check out the VHS selection. So if you've, you've listened to the show already, besides like everything we've talked about, but like early... Uh, I, I got a soundbite from Matt Cardona because I got another picture with Matt Cardona. I also bought a um, internet champion keychain. Then during intermission, 
I was bullied by members only, in particular Calvin G. Lewis, to buy a members only shirt because he gave me shit for buying the VHS tape from Derek. He's like, oh, I saw you buying their stuff. Why don't you buy our stuff? And then he was like, oh, you said you don't like white shirts. Well, we got black shirts. You need to buy them. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, you got three X and sometimes that you're like, oh, no, we we ain't got any three X. He's like, yeah, I think we do. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Gave him, gave him my PayPal and I bought a members only shirt because I felt like I've, I've given enough reasons why I wouldn't just because I don't, I don't like white shirts. And obviously you got to have my size. They did have both. It's like, fine, I'll buy it. Yeah. I checked out the new Kaplan shirt. It looked really cool. Um, I'm going to eventually have to get one of those. And then uh, I put myself on the subscription plan for Derek Dillinger shirts and Ziggy shirts in the future so that they order one of my size specifically for me so that I can start purchasing shirts. Not that I don't have like 8 million as it is, but you know. Subscription plan. Yeah. Is this thing? No. Okay. (laughs) It's just, he's going to order one in my size for me so that I have one of my size. And I told him, I was like, you order one of my size, I'll buy it every single time. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that was basically what we did with Dan Housen too. So like he, he always made sure he had one of my size for me. And then he actually just started carrying like bigger sizes. So it worked out for everybody, but that was mainly because I would always bug him about making sure he had one of my size. So yeah, that can be a, a big hassle when you're a bigger guy. Once you get past like a certain size though, like wrestlers barely ever have that size. And I think right now it's between three X and four X. It used to be two and three. Right now I'm starting to see like more four X's available. Yeah. Usually it's like one or two. If you're lucky, I don't know. I just, I really need to just uh, start busting my ass and, and get down to a two X or a three X. I don't ever have to worry about it again, but in time, yeah, I'll get there. Actually. So yeah, yeah, so I I told him the the new Raven uh, inspired design that they're doing. Get me one of those. So future purchase. Yeah, I think that's that's everything I bought. The Derek VHS members only stuff from Cardona. Get another picture. I'm gonna. I'll probably get another picture with him (laughs) next time he's here. Only because the picture that I wanted to get is what I talked about last week. I have a Broski of the Week headband that I got from being the broski of the week and just doing their contest. They made a shirt, but he had to buy it on pro wrestling tees, bought it last week. And it was, cause I think we recorded on Sunday. It was supposed to be delivered Monday and it was stolen. I had two Matt Cardona shirts. I had that one and I had a L I W. And then I had a shirt for Amanda, a wrestler that she likes from OCW. And the fact that it was either misdelivered and not delivered directly back to me, or it was stolen and I had to file a police report, uh, a, a discrepancy with the post office, uh, what they call a service report. It wasn't a claim. And then I got a hold of processing tees and they're supposedly sending me a replacement order. But the sad thing is, is I got confirmation that they were sending me a, uh, or they were going to be able to se- send me one. Like it hasn't been sent yet, but they're like, yeah, we can, we can send you one a replacement order basically on black Friday. <laughs> So figuring like my, my order is in with everybody else's good fucking luck. Ah, you might have it by the end of the year. Well, the good thing is, is we know the next Matt Cardona date isn't anything announced. And I only say we know because we know he's not going to be in December and I don't think we're bringing Matt Cardona in for the Winchester. So 
which we haven't got to talk about that or have we I can't remember mm-hmm. i'm excited for fucking ether i don't think we talked about it on the preview yeah i'm, ex- I'm excited for ether max caster guy who ends every wrestling cheers episode get to meet him in person i'm definitely getting a picture with him with my wrestling cheer stuff on uh wanted to get an interview with him or schedule one but i'm not holding my breath because it he's with a company and it's not just as simple as like yeah i'll do it it's like yeah you got to jump through those hoops and a lot of times those hoops are very high up so yeah you got to tell brandy Rhodes how good of a wrestler she is <laughs> nobody wants to do that i will tell her that if she <laughs> no hold on listen listen if i can get the interview with max and if i can get uh the first brandy Rhodes figure the first version of it because that's the only one i'm missing from aew series one other than that no <laughs> oh man so that was uh all the meet and greet stuff I, di- I didn't meet psycho clown oh i definitely haven't talked about this i uh i bought a figure for jeff Jarrett to sign bought it on purpose for you know you know for the signing that's right you did whatever happened with that fucking left it at home and i didn't re- oh nice i didn't realize it till i got off the exit in east lake and i was like fuck i'm not driving all the way home and all the way back to get this signed no fucking way i i mean like yeah this is where i wish jeff jarrett was in akron because i would have went like oh i'm gonna go home real quick i'll be back in like half hour not half hour and give me closer to an hour i'll be back I was, yeah, now I have to hope I see Jeff Jarrett, some other signing. And what sucks is I was in my office where, where everything is rearranging stuff. And I fucking, I kept, I put it off to like the side, but I didn't put it with some other stuff that I took with me. And I, yeah, I felt like a fucking idiot. So yeah, that's why I didn't meet Jeff Jarrett. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get into this card. And we actually had a pre-show match. Weird body versus Isaiah Broner. I mean, I don't have to tell you the result. We all know the result. Even if you weren't there for it, you know what happened. And I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that that clothesline gif was was a lot, in a lot of places. It was pretty great. Uh, I was still thinking about it like in the middle of this week, how good it was. Good stuff. I think I called him weird body. The weirdster. But yeah, the... I bet you the weirdster has uh, been thinking about that all week too. Said he said he felt really alive after that happened to him. So I personally think he went to the shadow realm after that, but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I also like that uh, the, that Isaiah was just big enough that uh, the, uh, the little ball that uh weirdster puts himself in just was no match for him. He just picked him up and power bombed him, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, the, the best uh, offense for that kind of move right there, just to pick him up and drop him on his head. So uh, I really like the addition of uh, Isaiah Broner. I put it on Twitter that, you know, we've only seen him like now this is his second AIW match and we haven't even started like scratch the surface. I think this is going to be a dude that one of two things are going to happen. We're going to constantly see him at AIW for the years to come. Or we're going to constantly see him to the point of he's just too fucking popular. And it's going to be hard to get him in all the time. Yeah, I'm going to probably go with the just the second one there. He's He's got the build. He's got the look. He's, he's, yeah, he's going to take off here. Like I said, 2022, 
going to be one to watch out for in AIW. I think he's going to be really fun to watch uh, him grow in AIW, and I'm excited to see where it come, more like where it goes, because like uh, I think that he's captured the imagination of the booking committee, and I think that they're really interested in seeing what he can do. So I'm right there with him. I just realized you didn't move until after this match. Yeah, because I was trying to talk to uh, Pedro before I, I moved just to make sure we were cool. I didn't want to upset anybody, and he said that it wasn't a problem. So Yeah, because I'm looking at the pictures that I took of Isaiah coming out, and like you're in the frame of all of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Isaiah was a dude that I was actually looking for uh, a merch table for. He didn't have anything out. I don't know if he doesn't have merch. I think yeah, I think he does, but I had to ask Jocelyn to go grab him for me because I want to at least get a picture. I always see him around. Like it's funny. I've seen him at so many shows. Like I always just go, "What's up?" Like we had nod each other and fist bump, and that's it. So eventually, we need to have a conversation with him. Eventually, we'll get there. I think he told me he listens, or sometimes he listens. Well, good. I don't know what else we could say about this match because it's just <laughs> fucking Isaiah came in beat a fucking weird body and left like this is this pre-show is great yeah all right um yeah it was uh, isaiah pinning the weirdster for the win let's get into the first match before we do that let's hear a word from our sponsors no i'm kidding uh we, we also had uh some some celebrities at hell on earth cleveland celebrities well celebrity ish because we had uh the browns like media reporter, I don't know exactly his exact title, but I know he does like stuff at the stadium. He does, uh, I think there might be a Browns radio show or podcast that he does, but you know, he's like, you know, with the Browns, uh, Nate Segura. And I know he does a podcast cause my boss listens to it and he was like excited to hear if he said anything about, uh, the show and I don't think he did. So maybe it'll be on another episode. So, and, and we also had a uh, reality Superstar George Mizanin. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> loves Mrs. Dad. Come on. He's he's awesome. My favorite thing about uh George, besides like I, I don't care what anybody says, I love Ms. and Mrs. It's definitely scripted to the shit because they make you think that George lives down there and he doesn't. Right, actually no, because he don't live they don't live in Texas anymore. They live in California again. But the point is he is funny on there. It's definitely a character, but whatever. Um, but on the major wrestling figure podcast, they had him do an intro and they kind of brought up the point of, all right, the last name is my Zanin. Like we all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Then why is it the Miz? Why isn't it the Mize? I don't know. <laughs> You're waxing poetic on something right now that just does not need to be waxed poetic. <laughs> well, I just think about that every time I, uh, think of George. I love George. Didn't get a picture with him this time. I got a I got a picture with him when he was at the Odeon. But we uh, we started off with uh, Ethan Wright coming out, and uh, we were like, "Fuck, he doesn't have a match. The fuck's this gonna be?" Uh, he does let us know that he's not the third man because we were we were kind of thinking that that was a possibility. He didn't have a match. This is true. Someone told him we said that. I'm guessing. <laughs> I think people put it on Twitter too. So anyway, um, but he basically said that he was gonna. In so many words, he was going to become the Academy Killer again because he's like he's been through everybody. He'll go through him again. There's nobody else left. In my mind, there's still another match I want to see. <laughs> I'll get there. But all of a sudden, we hear 
because I think he, yeah, but I say we, he went with Run the Jewels. I had, to, I had to sit there and think. I was like, wait a minute, that's not that wasn't his most recent theme. We we're going by like what we know of him for many years. So here, Run the Jewels, and it's like no. In my head, I was like, okay, that means he's coming out to like bring somebody else out. No fucking. Here comes Dominic Greeny, fucking ready, ready for a match, fucking geared up, masking everything. Back from injury, back cleared. Mm-hmm. percent let's fucking rock and roll. Dom's back, so. I'm obviously happy this was unannounced. I'm happy that he fooled us all for. Yeah, it's one of those times that, you know, it's, it's nice to be fooled because it's it's a great surprise. And then also, like, we love Dom, so. We love seeing him back in action, and it was it was nice. I was I was very very happy. This is a great way to start off the show. I'm very interested in this Ethan Wright Dom uh, feud because like th- this is definitely going to go on. There's oh, yeah, go- there's absolutely. there's going to be more, and I think that's going to be the great thing. But uh, any any comments on the match before we get to the finish? Because that's a that's a pretty big deal. That's hard hitting. It was this is good stuff, man. I, I enjoyed it. Fuck, this is where I wish I had Pam and Stacey on because I want to know, like, is this the best Ethan Wright match you've ever seen? <laughs> oh, man. Sure shit wasn't boring. No, man, it was, everything was good. Everything, like, I, there's a lot of good stuff in it. There's lots of striking. That's just, you know, just them beating the shit out of each other. And I was, I was really, uh, like I said, this, I was super excited Dom was back. So, I mean, this match could have. Could have been terrible. It wasn't by any stretch of the imagination at all. Not even close, but it could have been, and I still would have been very happy. So I'm not uh, maybe the best judge for for that. So, yeah, you'd have to defer to Stacey or Pamela to see if uh, it was his best match, but uh, I enjoyed it. But what we ended didn't up... Ha- see, didn't see the end coming at all, so that was a, a fun surprise. I was just about to say that, because I think we were we were all expecting Dom to win. Unfortunately... That didn't happen, but what we had was uh, basically Brian Carson comes out, starts distracting the ref, and like he doesn't come out from the entrance, like he he came from the crowd. Yeah, by me, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, we see like the bellkeeper. Well, actually, that's normally it's normally Steve, but it's somebody else come and hit Dom with the bell. Turns out Casey Carrington. So with you know the help of Brian Carson, Casey Carrington, Ethan Wright pins. Dominic Greeny for the win. Can we can we talk about Casey Carrington and the uh, UFC title? <laughs> Baby Casey. Did you see my comment to him? <laughs> I think so. Did you see my comment and then what he wrote back? Yes. Uh, Which I think I think Josh posted a picture too. <laughs> oh man. Well, here's the thing. For those who don't know, like Casey Carrington posted a picture probably from what? Knowing his age, probably like maybe 10 years ago or so. Something like that. Cause he had like the UFC belt and like the foam UFC belt. Yeah. And it's him, you know, holding this belt when he was, he was a little kid. This toy fine. Not a knock on that. But when I seen the picture, I just thought of that kid that it's like him taking a picture in a mirror and he has, you know, big gold over his shoulder. It's like a, a, a bigger kid and he has a shirt off. I, like I wasn't knocking it, but when I saw that picture, that like that's what I thought of. So then he asked me, "Is oh, was that a picture of me at my wedding reception?" And then I told him, "I was like, no, that uh, my shirtless uh, photos from the wedding reception. Oh, cost a hundred dollars for that link." <laughs> 
So yeah, the, yeah I just, that I hope he gets dropped on his head by Dom and then Dom puts him to sleep. And I also call him a little prick. So, you know, okay. Yeah. I think I remember that one now. I mean, he's got his little Butler out there. Distracting <laughs> people. The funny thing was, is I saw that he said that Trombetta was trailer trash to one of his replies. I wanted him to respond that to me just so I can go. Yeah. i like, <laughs> first 19 years of my life i grew up in a fucking trailer park okay like tell me something i don't know oh my yeah this this new little group here is uh in for a world of hurt so i'm not comparing them one to one but i feel like this group formation whatever they're calling themselves they remind me of 40 acres when they first came together because it was like three people who weren't being used, who are all like have the same issue. And I feel like it's kind of the same way with these three, but these are like also three guys who are not really fan favorites. Like all three of these guys in AIW and Casey Carrington hasn't been around that long, but you, you just love to hate them. So I, I think like these three together are going to be great. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I mean, great. in like, I'm going to love fucking hating them. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy rolling my eyes at them constantly. So, Speaking of Brian Carson, though, I was, I watched the show back today while I was at work. Let me tell you about how terrible his commentary is. <sighs> really? A lot of people love it. He tries to, he, he very much tries to play up the bad guy angle on commentary because of this, like, turn here and all this kind of stuff. And he just, he lays it on so thick. It's just like, I know why, like ex WWE writers literally turned off the show halfway through because of how annoying his commentary was. So I don't blame them. It was, it was brutal. I love Wadsworth. Wadsworth is great. Love him. But he was doing his damnedest to be like a Jerry Lawler times 10 with like his quips and everything and calling the crowd names. And it was just not for me. That's just not my thing. I mean, I'm sure there's people that enjoy that. It just, it doesn't work for me. It just makes me more annoyed that I have to listen to him on commentary while there's other shit going on and he spends time talking about the people in the crowd or whatever. So just, just, that's just my, my complaint. I mean, whatever. I'm just, you know, some fat guy in the crowd, but still it's listen watching it back. Like I literally would like turned off commentary like halfway through just like muted it. So I could just watch the rest of the show without because it was annoying. I'm just not a fan of heel commentary though. I think that's my biggest thing. Like it detracts from like the matches and stuff. In my opinion, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I don't mind it. I think if it's done right, it's, it adds to it. I mean, yeah, it can be, but like when it's like not consistent and it just, it was just consistently like nonstop, just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I just was not happy with it. All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. Riley Rose versus Jocelyn Navarro. Much like the pre-show, you kind of you know the result you're going to get. Riley Rose put up more of a fight, though, than the weird stare, but... Yeah, I mean, this went back and forth. This was this was good stuff. Riley still owes me a uh, eight, signed 8x10, though, so... <laughs> who, got, who got the match right, though? I could easily pick Jocelyn, because I knew she was probably going to win, but I just went different route and picked Riley, because, you know, Riley's... You know, maybe they're going to do something with Riley. You never know. But yeah, you did pick uh, Jocelyn, which doesn't surprise me. So don't surprise me that I picked her. Doesn't surprise me that she won. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that you picked her. 
but also, I mean, at the same time, like it could have gone either way in my head, but I, I mean, the, the role that Jocelyn's been on, uh, the, the tear that she's been on very much, uh, made sense for her to, to keep steamrolling. So yeah, but I th- I, but they, they build everything up. I thought that was great that they had like their little Twitter thing going on that kind of added hype to it. Uh, for just like a you know one-off type match, and uh, it didn't really affect anything booking-wise. Uh, it was just enough to like get some heat on the match, and I thought it was great. It did it would do what it was supposed to do, so it was just good stuff. The Academy kids, man. She said she was going to go out and kick his ass, and she went out and kicked his ass. Mm-hmm. It, the idea for a shirt for her that I thought of. Do you know what the the new Jack One Eight Seven shirt looked like? Uh, I believe so. Yeah jocelyn 187 (laughs) and he had like like a metal x on it like in the logo you can just do do a yellow x for her or you can put the the jamaican flag yeah i could see that i think i should i should make it sell it and give her some money from it that can go with the the uh sponsored athlete thing i never heard back from her on that that's a thing that's like I, i know like uh who was it the uh Smoke and Jane Bitcoin. No, um, somebody else. The 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 there's another podcast that's been making wrestler shirts and then like selling them and giving them a cut. Because uh, I think they just did a Dom shirt. Um, I forget their name. It's Monkeys. The uh, I forget what they are. The I want to make a Clerks Two oh, reference, but something like that. From they're like Southern. They like they kind of promote and like um, sponsor action a ton. Um, that's how I know about them. They've done like four or five shirts this year with different wrestlers and stuff. And I think that's a cool idea. Like if you have a really good idea for a shirt, go in on it. I mean, you front the, the front part of it and give them half. Fuck, why not? Put your logo on it somewhere though. On the back, I'd like the top on the neck or something. So you get that dual promotion. Is it Bald Monkeys? Yeah, that's who it is. I tried listening to their show. They record through... Uh, like Twitch and they don't do very much editing. So, you know, I have very high standards for my podcast listening. I've, we've discussed this. Like there's a reason why I stopped listening to certain podcasts. So yeah, I, I listen to like half of an episode and never listen again. Cause it was just hard to listen to. I thought I'd listen to them, but I have, I don't think I have, I think but they do a lot of think stuff for wrestling. So yeah, I mean, props to them. That's, that's really cool. I just, can't listen to their show but uh I'm, I'm glad that they they do a lot of stuff and i've been thinking about that too like that there's stuff i'd like to do uh to, to help out talent and maybe you know when i'm in a better spot i'll be able to i want to do some like different shirt designs and like get some stuff going so yeah i think my issue is like if i made that shirt i wouldn't put it on what a maneuver uh especially after everything that happened last week it's not necessarily nothing against them but they're not necessarily better than the other company, even though I do. We do have the one maneuver store. Yeah, I mean, we we both have one maneuver stores, and uh, yeah, so that was kind of where I, uh, my side kind of laid on that is I have a store with them. I've never had a problem. Um, I don't know. It's it's DTG quality. It's what it is. Even though this isn't Pod Van Dam, it's uh, it's Burger King and mcdonald's that's all it is mm-hmm. like it's it's basically the same thing there's going to be like different things you like and all this kind of stuff but at the end of the day like it's it's the same garbage 
The only reason why we have a weather maneuver store is because I'll be bluntly honest. Uh, I fear if I made, if I had shirts made, nobody would buy them and I'm just sitting on merchandise. Right. And the fact that what a maneuver has that ability and they they were a little, they're a little bit easier to get into compared to pro wrestling tees that that's why I went with them. And the fact that they can do tank tops, hoodies, long sleeve sweatshirts, t-shirt, whatever it may be. Like they have like a lot of, you know, baby onesies, like they have that option. And I do, I do like that, the conveniency of it, but I do know a lot of people prefer screen printed as someone who was in printing. I prefer screen printed. So if I did go that route, going back to the whole Jocelyn thing, I would probably get them printed and I'd probably get them printed local. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, you want to have your on hand so that you can um, have them right then and there not have to worry about like them being up on a site. And then you could also hand them off. Like when you see uh, her or like whoever you're, you know, partnering with on it mm-hmm. so that you can have them at their uh, thing. Yeah. That's, that's a smart move. So, well, the thing is I also have another shirt design ready to be made. I just have to get clearance from, somebody else to get it made it's nothing i'm going to talk about right now but i think you know i've I've told you i think so uh i actually have uh my friend austin working on something so i should actually have that soon um for a new design for iwtv guide so i don't know when or if or how that'll ever go on anything i don't know yet we'll have to see when it's done uh what we decide to do but yeah yeah, I'll probably it's I'll do something. Cause the thing is when I like I first got the fight Caden fight shirts, I bought them from one hour tees. And I know how much I paid for those. But I feel like if I went local, there's a place that my Kent Browns backers goes to and I know what we pay for them. And I think it would be fucking cheaper. Cause that is the thing. Like we can say all this stuff about pro wrestling tees, but those original shirts that were made, I believe, which were through one hour tees. They were screen printed because a lot of the options were um, because it was like it was a color logo. I had a white background like under the font and everything. And between the white and the actual because the only other color was red, like there was it was a, a double. Ah, what's the exact word they use? I was in printing, but I was in more like actual like paper printing. Basically, they go over it twice. They give it like a, a second pass mm-hmm. to make it thicker. So. Actually, I, th- I even think I heard that from, because this actually might be also back when, before they were using a lot of direct garment. I remember talking to Ethan Page about that. Wow, we got so far off topic. <laughs> well, in between, that's what we do. And then it's also just, I don't know, talking about Jocelyn and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll get the Jocelyn 187 shirts made, because I think that would be a cool ass shirt. I don't know where wrestling chairs would be on it, but I think that'd be great. Anything else to add on... uh jocelyn's ass whooping of riley rose yeah after she won she like kicked him to like kick him out of the ring and then like left love it it was uh jocelyn pinning riley for the win let's move on to the next one Derek dillinger versus pretty boy smooth versus levi everett versus chase oliver you know this was you know the typical four-way uh these matches are fun. There's a lot of just a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Was was Ziggy talking shit to fans? Because I don't. I feel like I didn't 
see as much this time. No, no, she didn't talk really to any fans. She was kind of focused on the match. She did get her butter churn though. She did, and it gave me a nice uh, reaction picture. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Uh, what else do we have? Um, Levi like went for his diving headbutt, uh, like uh, shoulder tackle headbutt off the ropes, and got punched in the face by Derek. Um, Chase Oliver took that uh, sunset flip buckle bomb thing that Derek does. Uh, that was a really cool spot. Um, Levi d- did his dive and then came over and shook our hands. Yeah, that that fucking caught me off guard. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he come over, like, reaching out. I'm like, what the fuck does he want? <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, and then he, like, grabbed my hand to shake it. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, and that was caught uh, pretty well on uh, on the IWTV stream. So shame on you, Jake Old, for missing it somehow. We'll talk about catching in IWTV later. But oh yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Yeah, this was a uh, yeah, this was a fun one. I I got nothing else to add. I I, th- I think too. Uh, well, before I get into that, we'll say the finish. Uh, Fonzie comes out with his whistle blowing the fuck out of it and kind of distracts Derek and Chase Oliver takes advantage and gets the pin. Uh, the thing that I was going to say was none of us pick Chase. I don't know. I think what did two of us, did we, did we all not pick Derek for this? You mean we all didn't pick Chase? Are you saying? Cause well, you, who did you pick? Smooth. Okay. So then Ed and I picked, uh, Derek Dillinger then, so. That's right. For some reason, I thought we all picked separately, and the only one left was Chase, but I forgot. Ed doesn't like Levi. No, I could, uh, I mean, again, like, I wanted Derek to win, um, but, like, I had a feeling, like, Chase has been on this rise since he came back, so it made sense that he was going to find a way to pick up the win, so. Some might tell you how I pick, I pick my people that I, I want to win, not the people I think are going to win. So, see, I I do who I think's going to win. My only problem with that is, I feel like I don't know. I just I, I'd rather just do who I want to win. I think it's more fun that way. I don't know. I I honestly couldn't tell you how I pick people. I'm just I'm weird. Like sometimes I'll just pick one way, or sometimes I'll pick another. I don't know. I think for me it comes down to how when I used to do NFL picks, like literally it was my first podcast. And even outside of that, like we were in a, like a official pick'em's league, so I couldn't go with. Well, this is who I want to win. This is who I think's gonna win. And even when I first started doing that show, I had a rule that I ended up changing. Was I always have to pick my home team? So I gotta pick the Browns, and then I gotta pick the Bears. Like no matter what, like the Browns could have been playing the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots were, you know, back when with Tom Brady, I'd be, nope, I have to pick the Browns. Once we started doing like a league and like that shit was like counting against me, I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. It's not smart. And I'll be truthful whether I think my team's going to win or not. And it's the same thing with, with AIW, whether I think the person's going to win. I've said before, I, I don't, there's nobody on this roster that I don't like. So I'm definitely not being like, well, I hate this person, so I'm not picking them. So when we, we get a match like this. You know, I like everybody in the match. And it could definitely go whatever way. So this for this one, it comes down to, well, I, it's, I'm going to go with smooth. 
But when other matches like have other things involved, I'll put down of who I think is actually going to win. But that's just me. Let's move on to the next match. We had the uh, the match of the preview. Members only versus Bitcoin boys. How'd you feel about this match? Uh, there's a couple awkward spots in it, but other than that, I thought it was really good. Uh, both teams came out um, looking to prove a point, and it was good. It's exactly what I was expecting. Power Rangers are still mid. I love it because I don't really have a, a side in the fight. I'll, I'll say Power Rangers are mid. Technically, I do like Power Rangers more than X-Men, but I'm not like hardcore Power Rangers. The only thing Power Rangers I have in my room right now that I know of, I have a Dragon Dagger. That's it. Now, if you add the Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters in the equation, not necessarily who's better, but like fighting wise or who would win, but like actually what I like more, I would obviously pick those two. The Ninja Turtles were on Power Rangers one time. Yeah, but that was the live action Turtles. The the second live action Turtles at that with Venus. So I'm not really counting. And then that was also part of the Power Rangers that I don't like. Because I think I said it on the preview that everything after the first movie, I don't really care for. And even like the way that they did the first movie, it doesn't make sense. I like it from deaf. I'll admit I like it from a nostalgia point of view, but it's weirdly canon, but not because they did end up going into like those Zords and everything with the next season. But they end up like having to make an episode that told a little bit, I think a little bit different backstory. So like for me, like the cat's weird, but I'm definitely not going to count that version of the turtles and that version of the power rangers to be like well you like the turtles you gotta like the power rangers nope not the same power rangers not the same turtles i don't know man i don't know no i mean i do have the same last name as an x-man yeah but that x-man's an asshole but i always liked him but i didn't like because he's an asshole because i thought i thought he was cooler than wolverine because he shot lasers out of his eyes i'm like that's fucking awesome oh you got claws i don't care Lasers out of your eyes. I hate to tell you this, but the clause wasn't the mutant ability. The mutant ability was being able to like regenerate himself. So like Cyclops could get his arm cut off and that shit ain't growing back. Wolverine could grow his own arm back. Well, I didn't give a fuck about the actual <laughs> mutant ability. I was, I was caring more about their weapons. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about this dude who has claws. Give me fucking Cyclops. And then I found out years later, his last name was Summers because actually, uh, my, I would say one of my friends, he, uh, he was a huge X-Men fan. And I mentioned like, yeah, I like Cyclops. He was like, you only like him because of his last name. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? As a kid, you know how much I wanted the the Cyclops helmet that you could buy at a toy store, even though I never watched X-Men, but I thought that was cool as shit. I literally remember being in KB's to- toy store at Chapel Hill Mall, two things that don't exist anymore, and seeing it. And I don't remember if I bought something that day or not, but I remember like wanting one. I looked him up on eBay not too long ago. And I looked, I wasn't going to buy it. I just want to know what the price was. I don't remember, but yeah. But when it comes to this match, I'll, I'll pick X-Men, especially to fuck with uh, Bitcoin boys and Ed. Yeah, I, I can't, uh, I can't support the Duke. So Duke and his mom jeans. At least he didn't pick on me this time in the crowd. There was, there was other people that were <laughs> oh, more noticeable. Oh my, that was post-match too. Yeah, I, uh, this was one of those matches that when it came to after the members only debuted and like all of us like trying to think of like matches I wanted, like this was up there. And I, I think it's, it's going to be kind of a rivalry. I think 
this will be second to, or even potentially it could surpass it, but it'll at least right now be second to Bitcoin boys versus bulking season. Because with mm-hmm. those four, you got more of like, they literally, they, they debuted together. All four right. of them, same match. And they ended up pairing off into different tag teams. And I love what they're both doing. But members only, I think, size-wise, is more comparable to Bitcoin boys than bulking season is, for obvious reasons. So I wanted to see it, and I got it. And I, like I said, I, I think we'll we'll definitely see it more. It's going to be it's, it's gonna be awesome. Any other uh, thoughts on the match? Oh, uh, the Jeff Jarrett guitar shot was funny. We haven't got there yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're on the match part, my bad. Well, the Duke pulled the ref out, uh, and both Mikey and Eric took advantage of it. Can't remember. This time was was the boot you? Oh, no, no, it was a uh, double team, because I actually took a great picture of the Duke, and then you see uh, the double team happening. Yeah, there was a, a low blow when they were fighting over the boot, and then the double team. Yeah. Shit. And so Bitcoin boys uh, picked up the win. They both pinned Calvin G. Lewis. And then after the match, which I didn't necessarily tweet about this, but so I don't have those notes to go off of. Basically, I had a, uh, what was it? It was a beatdown of members only. Mm-hmm. Duke talking shit. Might have slipped up and said something he shouldn't have. You know, maybe he said something. I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, Maybe he give out gave out important information. Maybe he told us something that's going to happen in the future. Could be the former or the latter, one of the two. But then uh, TNA Jeff Jared music hit, and Jeff Jared comes out, and I mean you, we're getting that typical the Duke versus the Legend moment, which is still great. No one's complaining. Then you, it, it looks like we're going to see Jeff Jared versus the Duke. Bitcoin boys then attack Jeff Jared. Then you get. Members only coming in for the save, and then the Duke gets hit with a guitar. I think I got that right. You rewatched it, that right? Yeah. And then uh, members only gave Jeff Jarrett a members only card, and then they did the strut. And after that, we went to intermission. When we came back from intermission, we had Filthy Tom Lawler versus Tommy Kyle Dean. What were your thoughts on this match? Uh, these were two karate boys and, uh, TKD was not ready for filthy Tom. TKD also, uh, what was that? There was some kissing in this match too. I was going to say that, uh, we also seen TKD debut a new shirt. Oh yeah. He did have a new shirt on, didn't he? Yep. I don't know if he was selling it or not, but uh, it says, uh, gay con. Yeah. I don't think I saw him out at the tables. Yeah, I, th- I think this match was like, you know, one of those, it's definitely more technical to go with their skill sets. There was a kissing moment. Was there, was there a kissing moment? Yeah, with uh, TKD and Effie. Um, I know they teased some other stuff. I don't know if there was a kiss or not. I can't remember. But I know they teased like the uh, Effie being down on his knees spot. Yeah. But I mean, the kiss was initiated by Filthy Tom, not even... TKD, so oh wait. No, TKD kissed him first and then then Tom kissed him back. Yeah, there was like two kissing spots. I don't really have much to add to this match. I think uh maybe a little bit different to come back from intermission with, but still fun. Yeah, you know, I always uh have my weird preferences for how these cards are laid out, and I thought this was done kinda interesting considering 
what was like left and like how how the final four matches played out after. So it was. I mean, I'll say maybe the weakest match on the card, and I don't think that's an insult to it. And I'm not counting the pre-show because I mean, obviously, with with fucking Isaiah coming in and just beating the shit out of the weirdster, like it's a different dynamic. But yeah, I could, I, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Honestly, there wasn't really any super build for it. They didn't do anything special to build it. Um, it's kind of was what it was. It wasn't wasn't anything like it felt like you know it was just whatever on a card full of like stock like stack stuff that was just like oh yeah you know, whatever i don't know yeah yeah that's basically one way to put it and it's, it's i don't think it's it's an insult to this match i think like if we gave a lot of these match ratings this would just be how it would rank as like the weakest but like yeah. the, as a whole like the card's very strong top to bottom so it's not a knock on this match all right let's uh let's get in the next one I don't think we talked about this aspect of it in the preview, mainly because we didn't focus on the match, but technically a rematch from a touch of evil, if I'm correct. We had two infinity and beyond versus bulking season. I'm, I'm upset. We didn't get a Joker Arthur here, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Now this was, you know, uh, your, your standard tag. They had some, some stuff going into it, but again, like it just, it was, you know, to infinity and beyond being, you know, that top level tag team in AIW and bulking season, trying to prove themselves worthy. And I thought they did a good job. Like there's some really cool stuff. Uh, Arthur hit that double, uh, belly to belly suplex, uh, overhead suplex thing. And then, uh, yeah, some, some decent stuff in it. I got nothing much else for this one. I, I love kind of the story going in. Like, like I said, that we didn't necessarily touch on in the preview and with, you know, bulking season or Arthur being, back fairly recently i uh, i like this idea that you know bulking season's on the upswing and was yeah they're they're working on their way towards the title shot i mean there's there's lots of teams that are just itching to get a shot now so i mean the aw tag team division is packed you know we have tag teams that like weren't even on this show that are in the division we have i think we still have some other tag teams still out there I just don't know because we didn't necessarily see them pair up on this show or come out together. So that that we'll we'll find out later on. But still, just so many fucking options. It was Arthur MacArthur pinning Cheech to get the win for bulking season. And it was not a fast count. (laughs) It was not. Let's move on to the next match. Next up, we have Psycho Clown versus Matt Justice. Two things about this the entrance for this number one psycho clown smells very nice and i only mention that because when wrestlers come out you normally don't smell anything if you do it's something like just really bad but that that's kind of rare but whether it be like some sort of cologne he had on or or whatever it was like when he walked by there was just like this strong cologne smell and it was it was a good smell not like it was too much it was like oh that's that's cool and later, later on, like in the match when he was by our corner, I'm like, hey, you smell nice. I just, I just wanted to compliment him and let him know that it was very much appreciated. Oh. Then there's uh, the other part where, uh, unfortunately, Stacy wasn't ringside. And if he was, he, he wouldn't have had a, he didn't have a corner seat. So we, um, we bit the bullet. We're the ones that said we'll do it. I figured looking around that every other corner, two big guys, it's like, you know what? 
I think we, I, I think we can do this. So he, he went and did it. And then, yeah, we, uh, we were successful. Then the people on the other side wanted to try it too. And, uh, they, I mean, they, they caught him, but I felt like they almost fell down too. So we were definitely better. And I'll say that like, it needs to be a competitive thing, but I feared because I've always heard like Stacey talk about, you know, when Matt comes, like, you know, like how, how you got to brace yourself and everything. And I'm just, I was too afraid. Like we were like, we would be the ones to fuck up. Ah, we're good. So, yeah, that was, that was a fun way to start off this match. But this, this is where we, oh, not, maybe not necessarily, but like, this is definitely like the more hardcore part of the, the show. Yeah. Uh, this match was super stiff. Um, I feel like justice is slowly turning heel and this kind of showed that off because psycho clown was very clearly the face here. Um, there was lots and lots of crazy stuff with chairs and stiff punches and just gross chair shots. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if there was a real healer face in this. The crowd was kind of divided. Something that was mentioned on the AAW podcast about, you know, more, you know, WWE universe fans showing up. There was like a lot of younger voices. I felt like cheering for Psycho Clown, especially the ones behind us, which I don't know who they, they definitely weren't someone who had been to AAW before. But I will say we did have a couple kids behind us and it was always just interesting to hear who they were rooting for. Because sometimes I felt like sometimes it had no rhyme or reason. Yeah, it was just whoever they decided, and that was their person through the whole match. So it was good stuff. It's fun, fun to listen to them. And I did notice uh, Psycho Clown was very much throughout the whole match, starting chance for himself. Yeah, Matt Justice ended up getting the win, getting the pinfall over Psycho Clown, but it was he pulled off a Psycho Clown's mask, which was teased earlier in the sh- in the match. I didn't think it would actually happen, but pulls off the mask and. Because how uh, luchadors wrestle, pretty much you got to take the fall or protect your that face. Was a very heel move. Yeah, that that's that, that was the one point of the match where I'm like, all right, heel. There was other things, but it was like it kind of felt like, well, that's Matt Justice. I mean, yeah, there was it was, but I feel like this is like him starting to turn now. Like we still have that. Like there's still other things building, and I think that this turn is. Uh, it's going to be more apparent in the future. I feel like this was just the start of it. I mean, that was a very heel move to take the mask off and get the cheap roll up win. So I think, uh, we're, we're building towards something, you know, they always talk about making movies. So I think that's something to pay attention to, uh, no matter how subtle it is, I think that's going to mean something, uh, for what we see next. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next match. Oh, you didn't want to talk about the aftermatch stuff? Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that because... That's what I was kind of alluding to because I didn't want to get into it until it was time, but... That's uh, right. I didn't, I didn't tweet about it, but go ahead and say it. So after the match, uh, Ziggy came out blowing a whistle, and uh, Derek came out and was holding her off. Uh, they kind of had a stare down, so obviously this feud's continuing. Um yeah, you know, I think, you know, part three of Justice and, and Dillinger is going to be crazy. And I think we're going to, you know, see Fonzie and Ziggy mix it up, too. It's It's been talked about and, and uh, they both want it. And uh, I'm excited to see if we're going to get it next month or, or when we're going to see it. Uh, 
I'm, I'm excited to see this continue. I'm very happy that that's continuing. I, I kind of thought we were also going to get that during the match and not afterwards, but it was still fun. And then seeing uh, Derek kind of like hold Ziggy back was great. When she says she's a Chihuahua, she's a fucking Chihuahua. I don't know why he's holding her back. Just let her go. Let her do her thing. I think uh, she's got a good shot of uh, taking care of Bill. So especially after he cost Derek his match. I mean, I, I personally would be trying to get some revenge there. So, all right, now we can move on to the next match. Fucking Kaplan versus PCO. And I'm still kind of pissed that PCO did not have any meet and greet or nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no meet and greet or anything for PCO. Kaplan had a new shirt. Uh, this match was fucking wild, which I knew it was. This was the main event for me, personally. Uh, I was most excited for this going into the show. Definitely lived up to the hype. There were some insane spots in this. Go out of your way to check this out if you haven't seen it already. Uh, that's that's all I got to say. Yeah, th- this was a, a typical... Kaplan match, and I say that as a compliment because Kaplan's just fucking insane. It was uh, Kaplan getting the I like it because I got nothing else to say, but uh, Kaplan pinning PCO for the win. Yeah, words can't do it justice. You just gotta watch it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the main event. Our absolute and intense champion Matthew Cardona with Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglia are AIW tag team champions. Thing one and thing two. Our AIW tag team champions. Thing one and thing two with their little thing one and thing two shirts. Broski one and Broski two. It's a fucking cat in the hat book out there. Versus Wes Barkley, Joshua Bishop, and the mystery partner that we've talked about for a couple weeks. At least like online, but last week on the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of names like between me and you were thrown. One name that I had early on. Is who it ended up being. Josh Prohibition. Yep. Cleveland legend. I don't know if anybody else could fill in that spot. That didn't already have a match. Because there, there were two in my book that could have filled that spot. But they had matches. That made the most sense for what they were doing. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't too happy with it, were you? It was fine. I mean, like, it made sense for the story they were telling. I mean... I wouldn't have done it that way, but that, I'm not the booker, so it is what it is. It, it's, it made sense for the hardcore fans. I noticed when he came out that a lot of the crowd that was, you know, WWE Universe, as mentioned, had no fucking idea. But then it was brought to my attention that, okay, if they have no idea, but they're new fans to AIW, maybe they'll go back and check out some other stuff to see who he was. And, and you know, they'll, they'll, you know, learn about Josh Prohibition, which, you know, that's a good thing. Because he he is a Cleveland legend, he's been wrestling forever. Like since I got into indie wrestling, like first heard about it and saw stuff was him and M Dog were like the two guys in there from Cleveland. So it was like, oh cool, those are those are the guys then, because they're the closest ones. So yeah, I mean, not so much that I wasn't happy. Like it, it you know, it was fine. I just I thought it was super built up for it to be as obvious as it was. I don't know. I didn't understand why hype it so much when it didn't need to be hyped as much. I don't know if that, I don't think that even makes sense, but it just, I don't know. It was whatever I went and stood with, uh, I left ringside 
and uh, went and stood with with the other group of friends to to kind of hang out and chat with the show and watch the show with them. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad seat in that house. So it was nice to be able to like get up and go stand for a little bit somewhere instead of you know sitting there in the corner. Yeah, I think like I said, I think J Pro was was the best fit. Mm-hmm. Other than the two that were already on the card, because I, I I like the dynamic of it being justice or filthy i i like the fact that i mean you could have thrown out any reasonable big name and it made sense but when you really sit and think about it j pro does make sense because like the hints were all there throughout a lot of stuff like him being back at the school training um uh josh like uh, it was made mention to me like early on uh, prohibition had a feud with Bishop over Bishop being lazy. So like that kind of made sense for, you know, him to come back and help them out now that he's at the top of his game. Uh, there was a lot of layers to things. Like once it was explained to me, like all of that, it made a lot more sense, but like going in, it didn't make as much sense to me. Like, why would you hype it so much? But then like after it was explained to me, like, well, look, this is this, this, and this, um, I was like, okay, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. So thanks to Stacy for that. Cause like, I was pretty sour on it to start off with, like, not that I don't like Josh, but I don't know. I maybe had it built up too much in my mind that it was going to be like a bigger name, uh, not just from Cleveland, but like, you know, in wrestling in general. Um, but then like, once you sit and you, you understand the story behind it, everything, and like they're doing stuff for the hardcore fans still, which I don't know. It's weird how they kind of flip flop back and forth on like doing stuff to get name recognition, but then also trying to do stuff for the hardcore fan. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see the correlation there. How to how to keep that going? Um, booking one way or another. That's just something I just haven't understood yet. But I'm sure like in time i will but like uh yeah i thought that it made sense after the fact and the match was pretty good i mean i, I enjoyed myself watching it what do you think of josh's promo uh it was it was very good um specifically talking about trying to not roll around and puke in an iwa mid-south ring uh definitely you know that's definitely a thing so i understand that Cardona's not well liked, but there's some of that promo, which granted, we did find out like on the AW podcast that supposedly like, you know, that was like more of a shoot than anything. And I even think Cardona knew it because I do believe he mentioned it on the podcast this week too. Yeah. I think he mentioned it on uh, his MC podcast because I, I do believe he like flat out said like called it a sh- he, he thought it was a shoot. But a lot of the stuff that other people say about him and like what josh was saying i i don't believe of like kind of like he in between of like not caring about fans and how oh, what was some of the other stuff just basically saying like oh like if vince were to call you today you'd go back i don't know 100 percent think so and like cardona's my personal pick right now if not number one it's it's definitely up there of like best 2021 like when we do AIW stuff, I will refrain from picking him because like grant, I mean, yeah, he did come out of nowhere, win the titles and all that kind of stuff, but I'll look for different criteria. But I feel like the work he's put in independent wrestling this year has been 
above and beyond more than what a lot of people will give him credit for. Maybe I don't like how his GCW stuff was handled, but like the Nick Gage stuff was great. The build for it was amazing. And he, he puts a lot of effort into this kind of stuff. So I don't think he's just doing it to go back because there's other things like involved with him too. But mm. like with, you know, the, the podcast, I don't think he'll fucking give up the podcast money. No way in hell because he has turned that into like an empire, meaning like they're doing a lot of different things. Like there's that podcast. There's the fact that they've created a network, all the, all definitely all the fucking merch, which the pro wrestling T store is huge. And then the stuff that they pump out on their own is crazy. They're, they run now their own shows. Granted, they've only had two within this last year. The only way you can watch them is through Patreon, a separate Patreon. Just that there's so much stuff with him that shows like real hustle. I don't that I don't I do not think he'd he'd go back. Like he'll play it up. Like with that promo that yeah, I'll go back. I don't fucking think so. Because we we've seen this year what he can do with without his handcuffs. Granted, there's still they're gonna be the people that don't fucking like him. I get it. But the conversation that I had with somebody else about Cardona not too long ago is like we all kinda like make jokes about him and everything, but we we kind of believe his heart's on the right spot a lot of times. But that being said, I still think Josh Prohibition is great on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Like, he is upper echelon on the mic. I think he's better than Punk. I think he's better than MJF. I would say he's on the same level, and I know people won't agree with me. I say he's on the same level as Kingston. But if you say Kingston isn't, I mean, Kingston's like on a, a higher level. I, I won't disagree with you. Any other uh, thoughts on this match? No. Joshua Bishop pinned Philly Collins for the win. And then uh, after the match, uh, they low blowed Cardona and put him through a door. Yeah. Send the, send the crowd home happy. Oh, and in this match, I got a, I got a free set of dog tags from Matt Cardona. He threw them right to me. <laughs> yeah. That's what your third set. Okay. I, I thought that it was my third set in a way it is, but the other two are a little different. Cause like, the way that I can actually explain it. Cause you would understand when I went to like toy Ohio, I was wearing dog tags. Um, on one side, it says major wrestling figure podcast. And on the back, it says stomp in paradise. And I have two sets of those. This set doesn't have stomp in paradise. It just says major wrestling figure podcast on both sides. So kind of third set, but kind of not, <laughs> but that is the show. Any final thoughts on this show as a whole? I think it lived up to, uh, being hell on earth. Hell on earth is, one of my favorite shows of the year. It was my first show 10 years ago on Thanksgiving, the day before this show. And to me, this was like a nice little party celebration of that 10 years and the entire card delivered fun pre-show. Um, and I, I got no complaints and AIW is back with full calendar stuff and I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like the venue um, other than only having the one set of steps to go up and down to, to get to things that was kind of a pain in the ass. Um, other than that, venue was nice. Um, probably be really hot in the summer considering that it was cold and it was cold outside. So probably no heating or AC. Um, but overall, I like the new venue. Um, definitely wouldn't mind going back for bigger shows. So any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? 
so I do a podcast, IWTV Guide. Um, we're kind of like on not so much a hiatus, but we're taking, you know, our time through the holidays. We're not pumping out a weekly episode currently. Um, got some stuff planned in the future. Don't know when it'll come out, uh, but it usually drops on Mondays or Tuesdays. Um, also, I uh, am on, if you catch my grift, uh, talks about con men grifters and charlatans and all that stuff so if you like true crime podcast check that out uh that drops usually on sundays every other week um when this comes out this sunday should be uh, on a gentleman uh who has ties to the clinton family and let me tell you how much of a loser this guy is he is a giant fucking loser and is very interesting um yeah and you can follow me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. And that's all I got. And of course, you can find myself at Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution, Baby. The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jutsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, Add Outs With Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks With Mics, This Ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men. Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Hiya Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and be sure to use the 10% off code when you order of Cheers so you can save yourself a little money. Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're a thrift store jobber in a psycho clown mask. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And yeah, you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.